Welcome back to the Lumatron Podcast. Despite all the odds, I'm still here. There are more stories to tell and the need for connection is higher than it's ever been. On that end, I've got an amazing guest today. R.C. Clark is an entrepreneur, storyteller, and a man on a mission. He radiates positivity and brings a zeal that would make Ben Franklin proud. After dropping in on one of his workshops, I knew I wanted to get his story. So we connected for a Skype call on Overcast Tuesday. Get your capes, because we're going on a hero's journey. Hey, avoid yeah. little snags by telling people you're being recorded right now, because <laughs> on the Lumbertron podcast. Welcome. Woohoo! Heck yeah. So, uh, via the power of the internet, I'm here with R.C. Clark. Welcome, R.C., wherever you may be. Thank you, Tyler. Stoked to be here. Very excited you asked me to come on. Wow. So, so much of a pleasure. I, I just saw, like, I saw a lot of my excited self in your energy, in what you're sharing, in the way you just want to help people be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and I think that gives you a lot of joy, maybe a lot of value. A little bit. It's not. I don't <laughs> do it because it makes me happy. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've I found in my own life um, that bringing value. I bring value to myself by bringing value to others, and that hasn't always been that hasn't always been the case. Um, I was just about to launch into my own story so I could get to feel a little bit closer to you. You understand where I've been. Um, I'd say if I were to put myself into some buckets growing up, I was a, I was a nerd. I was an introvert. I was shy. And you know, I, I had a, I had a small world growing up. I played video games. I learned about computers and I, I kind of like went on the path that I expected my parents expected me to. I, I doodled in some art. So the video games and the art came together and they were like, you should go to art school and make some video games. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's where I'm going to go. So I went off and I, I had that adventure. Um, I stayed in my comfort zone for a long time and I didn't even have any, have any friends until like three years into uh, into school just uh going and doing my homework going back home um i graduated from uh from art school and i i didn't get a job in the game industry i learned some skills i had some art and i was like i don't really know what to do in the world um summarizing the next portion of my life after college is i met a wonderful woman and we moved in together and then I just kind of started looking for stuff to do like a a job still like practicing my art trying to get into that field and never really getting there just kind of jumping from contract tech job to contract tech job um and working on art as a hobby I just kind of went through my 20s being in my own head, doing my own thing. I didn't, I didn't make, I didn't make a friend until two years ago. 
I did I, I kept the same group of people that like I had my I had friends with my wife. We had couple friends, but it was just kind of like me and her, and I was very in my own own world. Um, twenty eighteen, I had I had surgery to remove skin from weight loss. I lost a lot of weight over those over my twenties. Spent a lot of time working on my body, and I wanted some surgery to make myself feel better about my body. And that was the first time losing my physical autonomy. I had become really, really into the being the gym guy, going to the gym, and losing that really put me in a dark place, real depressed. And when I hit rock bottom and, and, and thought I want to take myself out of this world, I was like, oh, a, a light went off on my head. I was like, oh, no, I think I'm worth worth hanging around. So that was, a, that was a pivotal moment in my life where I finally reached out for therapy. Through therapy, I started having a, a, a yearning, a realization that my life was small and I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of goals. I didn't have a, a mission in life, direction. And I started pursuing all of those things. Um, found the Mankind Project, sat in circles of men, shared my story, learned that I'm not so different from everyone else, maybe. And uh, started talking to strangers, going out, doing new things. Um, since then, um, a little bit, I'm a little bit more uh, emotionally intelligent. It's, it's been an exciting, exciting period of growth for me. Just, uh, finding self-love. I'm a lot different than I was at that, at that dark moment in 2018. I'm kind of the same. I'm just a little bit more open. So that's my story in five minutes about. I started this podcast to get other stories because I find value in, uh, in getting to know people and getting to know how they see the world, um, finding out what works for others, because that's usually helpful to me because I can be in my, I can be stuck in my own ways and sometimes they may not be working for me. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Love your story and about mine, you know, we've only met in person I think, times, but, but you are a person that stood, that really stood out for me, that I noticed, you know, among mm. all the first thing we did was a spine workshop class um, with David or some home culture, I think it was a spine workshop. Mm. But I just remember, you know, you were noticing you because you were the guy that's asking questions and you were, you were, you know, you were open to learning. You had that, like that childlike excitement and you were vulnerable and asking questions and just like, it was like totally positive, not at all ashamed of what he was saying or what he was asking, you know, just like really saying and asking what you wanted to ask. And I think that's amazing, you know, hearing that you um, said that you're more of an introverted, you know, person as a kid and, or maybe haven't had like a ton of 
friends where you're reaching out to a lot of people, like seeing like everyone who's there, you know, um, especially, you know, like, like David and like our instructors, like really, really know you and like you uh, for who you are and like what you do. And, you know, I didn't know you at the time. I was even like, oh, Tyler, he's, you know, he seems like a really like nice outgoing guy. Um, but maybe, maybe he doesn't really know like what he's doing when it comes to movement or something like that. Maybe he's just like, like that. But then later on, you know, finding out more about you and like looking on your site and us talking and then you you showing up there in my workshop, you know, being like being so um, receptive to me and like what I have to say, like just meant it means much to me. And then seeing these amazing things you're doing, like starting a um, having a men's circle, having that website and being a coach like that. I think that's so awesome. So, so glad that you're here giving me the opportunity, my story, you know, because I haven't gotten to do that. I haven't had very any opportunities to really tell my story, and I've been kind of waiting to do it, I guess. Yeah. And I've been saying it for years, you know, like for years, like I've been writing story too and saying it, but it feels good to be able to talk to it. What a privilege, and thank you. Thank you for giving me those gifts. I, I know I always got to work on receiving, you know, those, those nice things, and that feels feels really good to hear to hear what you see in me. So, RC, who are you? Who are you, RC Clark? I don't know. Figuring <laughs> it out every day, you know, but I am figuring it out more and more. And it's not like I didn't know who I was before. It's just that now it's like, it's like my work has changed. My work has aligned to be this person that I've always wanted to be and, and am at my heart. So I think at my core, I want to help people. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, and it's and it's about people for me. You know, there's, um, I'm working with a nonprofit right now. And the reason why I'm working with a nonprofit is because I'm a storyteller, and nonprofits are here to serve people. You know, not all of them, but in general, they're here to serve people. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm working with them as opposed to working with a company that sells products or sells services in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Focus is people. Focus is connecting with people. That's who I am. I'm a connector. So I can talk to anyone. I can talk to, to the president of the nation or to maybe mentally deranged person on the street. Like I know that I can way that I can connect with them because I've practiced and have an idea of, of non, non-judgment. I really have practiced and disciplined myself and believe in a way of being able to see everything as equal. Now, that doesn't mean that, that I take shit from anyone. Mm. It doesn't mean that I let people walk all over me. It doesn't mean that I let things that are bad that are happening in the world happen. It just means that I'm not going to look at you when I see you in the grocery store and I'm going to think, oh, that person, that person must be dumb. They must be lazy. That person probably sucks. They look like a, like a gangster. That person looks like a, like a square person that comes up. That first thought always comes up. That happens for all of you know, that initial judgment, it pops up and we think about that. But then what I've is to let that first judgment go and 
It always happens, but that's that's kind of the practice with me and people. It's realizing that first thing and just knowing that it's it's our conditioning. You know, that's my conditioning of what I've seen from my past life, learned from other people, learned from movies. And that's all been very important. But I'm just careful of being the watcher of my thoughts and when it comes to others. I know that I, I can't take that the first thing at that there's something more than all of us. That we're all very similar. We, our core, we want to love our family, our purposeful lives. You know, we all want to live a life of purpose. We want to live a life where we have a mission and a vision to go towards something greater, expand ourselves more. We want to be better. We want to live better. We want to have better relationships. We want to have a better relationship with, with our our girlfriends and wives and our mothers and fathers and brothers, even if we don't have it, we want that to be better. We want to live comfortably. We want to love ourselves. You know, we all want that. It doesn't matter if someone's angry out there at you or if they're acting really, really nice. We all want those things. So I want to help connect people. Here's where my whole mission came in and really where my story starts. Is, um... Well, I mean, as a kid, I felt I had a great, great upbringing, great family life. Parents are amazing. They've given me everything, the love I've ever needed, all the resources and support that I've ever needed to do what I need to do. I'm very blessed and grateful for that always. Think about it every day. I'm still standing to have. But personally, you know, so I've always been like a nice kid because of that, you know, my... My um, my dad trained me to be um, to be disciplined and competent and confident, and my mother taught me to be loving, and open, and receptive. So just having that background, I've always been a kid who I could always get along with everyone. You know, I could get along with people, but I was never like with a group. You know, I knew the cool kids, the popular kids. I knew them, but I was never one of them. I knew the theater kids, and I was friends with them, but I was never, I was never really anything. I've never felt I've been a part of a group before. I just kind of felt like flat, like, you know, there's something here. I can't see my hands. I'm looking at my mm-hmm. something like here in me, but I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. I don't know if it's real or not. You know, is this is this something in me? Is it real? Is it is it actually going to manifest into something? I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of whatever. And then you know, so I had a great childhood and playing sports. You know, I had a, an awesome girlfriend in high school, and and um, we were gonna we were gonna travel the world and all that, and and um, went into college, and and um, we broke up, and then I came. And then I became more of, I finally like got some friends, I guess, in college. You know, I had some roommates there where um, we lived in a four-person kind of suite thing. There's two bedrooms on one side, and then, it's con- and then there's two in like this other side of the dorm, and they're connected by a bathroom. So these three other guys, we became like best friends instantly. So I had this kind of group of people that I was able to connect with for the first time. I had these people there. And somehow... And then I've had, you know, influences. I've had friends that I've looked up to, people that I've looked up to that have been like those cool kind of people, I guess. You know, people that are really confident and outgoing. And they were, you know, they're very attractive to other people. 
people like to be with them. You know, they were able to kind of do really whatever they wanted to do because of this somehow like kind of confidence that they had, maybe something something that was there with them. Who were some of those people? And I kind of decided. Um, well, first, my first is this guy that you know I think about all the time, still every day. He was my my childhood um, best friend when I was in fifth grade. I moved to Denver area of Colorado, so a city called Parker, Colorado, and um, lived in a, in a cul-de-sac there, a cul-de-sac, and, um, and then my friend's name was James, James Hewlett, and he moved in to a house at the top, um, at the front of the cul-de-sac there, and um, so since we were just neighbors, we got to know each other, we got to be, to be friends, and and he was a guy, like I was always a skier growing up. And him, him and his dad, they're, they're skiers, and they're really good skiers. So they started taking me out skiing, actually teaching me how, like, the real good way to ski is. And that's like, you're keeping your hands up, you know? You don't let your hands drop. And pretend like you have a tray of food on your hands when you're skiing. You don't want to drop or you're going to turn. You're not going to be able to, to ski well. You know, and we're like, we're jumping on cliffs. And we're like, you know, best of buds. Like, every weekend we're going out, going out skiing, going with his dad. And you know, we like hang out every day after school. And but he was just he was just a guy that that was just so comfortable. Really, really comfortable. It's like where is that somehow? Like for some reason everyone they saw you know, he, he was friends with, with everyone, like friends with girls, you know, he was like really good at like talking to girls and you know, being like like physical in a in a good, playful way with them mm. and um, we'd like go like pray do like pranks and stuff like Halloween pranks. We'd go and like throw throw pumpkins and like build these big snowballs. We like built this giant snowball one time and pushed it into the middle of a street and on this like giant street. And this car like screeched to a stop and almost hit this snowball. And then we're like hiding in the trees and this guy runs out. He's like, "Where are you, kids? I know you're out there somewhere. Where are you?" You know, so we're kids. We're doing stuff like that. But you know, I moved away later and and you know he was friends with all my friends on the baseball team and and football team and um he's just a guy that everyone he's like the leader you know he would say he was he take people out climbing you know he's the guy he'd take us to do scary stuff like he he brought me to scary skiing situations you know he'd bring up friends to scary climbing things but stuff that he's totally comfortable in you know he's just like just gonna do this thing, you know. I know you know how to do it. Come on, no, come on. He's the guy that's at the top of the tree that's saying, "Come on, you know, another one more, you know, one yeah. more." Like, come on, let's go. You can do it. I just had that confidence. And so I always, you know, think after I moved away and being older, like, you know, what would what would James do? You know, what would he? How would he act? You know, I could see him. Yeah. I could see his body language. I could see see the way he would talk. You know, what he would do with his hands. The way he would. I would like see that and I'd ask what we can do. So unfortunately, um, about five years ago, he was killed. He was killed riding his bike on the side of the road. He moved to Tahoe, California. He that was always his dream to move to Tahoe and to go ski hundred days a year. You know, he's super smart. He was like he'd always get A's in school, A's in college, you know, he's like training to be like a doctor, like a radiologist or something. Yeah. And he's like, he moves to, you know, to Tahoe. And he just, drunk driver just threw it off the road and killed him. You know, and then all of a sudden he's dead. You know, like this guy, this person, everyone loves so much. It's like, 
by him, you know, why him? Of anyone, of anyone in this world, you know, why him? So, but his memory, you know, lives on in all of us. And I still think about him almost every day about what he would do. And he's just a kid, you know. I think about him as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old. And I'm 28 and I think about that. And I think that just kind of goes to say that we, all of us, we have this innate power that, that we're born with that never goes away. And people think like you grow up, you know, you grow up and you become someone different. Kind of like how you said that you, you're, you're the same as you were, you know, I'm the same as I was too. I still feel that something inside me that it's yeah. growing and it's evolving because of the work I'm doing, but it's the same. That, that inner child is always there. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of wrap. I'll say like kind of the next, I guess, part of my story. You know, I haven't even gotten into my mission and stuff like that. There's, but um, I'll just go into kind of my college years. Like this is like how I, yeah. like how, so this work, you know, we're talking about the, the, the business hero we're talking about hero business here and to me that really means like okay how so i'm an entrepreneur i've started a business i've worked in businesses that are startups worked in smaller companies and that road has always been it's always been me doing what i need to do to achieve my greater vision to achieve my greater mission everything that i do in life every single thing with my mission and my vision and it's because of what it is and it's because of the way that I think about my mission and my vision so my mission is it's to spread good ideas hey when I was in college I started this idea came to me I don't know why I don't know necessarily how but I wanted to to share good ideas there are good things in the world I knew that ideas affected the way that we think and the way that we think affects our emotions, and the way that we present ourselves emotionally, that determines our action. So I know that it all started with the thoughts, and it all starts with ideas. So I my mission, so I was gonna, I'm gonna spread good ideas. So how do I do that in college as a sophomore? Well, I get a marketing degree, I become a marketer, because marketing is spreading ideas you know, for the business purpose, or for, an, for a purpose of calling people to action. You know, marketing, is there so that you're is to provide value marketing is providing value when you provide value you show people why they should be with you or why they should buy your product or your service so they should be with you over everyone else or do nothing so how can i help companies or myself show others that they should be with them you know, I believe in the power of a business, of personal, private business, because it gives us the power to choose. We get to choose what businesses we want to support. We get to choose what nonprofits we want to support. So I became a marketer. And I became really depressed as a sophomore. Like, I had this month of depression, very strange. It was like, I don't know what happened, but I didn't want to go face my friends. I didn't want to get up out of bed. I just felt so strange and I thought like, why is this happening? You know, why don't I want to, why can't I feel like myself? You know, if there's, sure we've all heard of people that talk about depression and it's kind of like, well, why don't you snap out of it? You know, why can't, why don't you go 
get a mission? Why don't you go follow your vision or something? You know, why don't you go do something? Well, it's like when you have a real, when you have a depression, you can't, you don't know why. You can't do, there's nothing you can do about it. And I think, I know everyone experiences differently, but the way I experienced it was, I felt in myself that I was still me. There was someone there, somewhere that I knew was me, but I couldn't bring that person out. I couldn't bring it out, and I didn't know how. And the only option I had was to wait it out. That sounded a lot like your childhood experience of not being a, not knowing what you were. Not sounded like you weren't a part of something. So you were, you you just waited then, just waited for something different. Yeah, I just had. That's the only thing I could think of. I was just like, well, eventually I'll be okay. So mm-hmm. I guess I just gotta wait and just keep going. You know, but I didn't, there's no giving up. There's no rolling over. I kept trying to do things, but I just thought maybe today. And then I'd wake up and be like, I think I'm okay now. I think I'm okay finally. And then like, nope, you're not. Hmm. So it happened. And then a year later, I had another question. This time it was three months long. Same thing. So it's like I'd wake up and I'd look back at my bed and just wish I could go back to sleep. Hmm. I wouldn't want to go to any parties. I wouldn't want to go see friends because I wouldn't be able to show up as myself. I couldn't be me. But what snapped me out of it, and it's either, it's both. It's either like it snapped me out of it, coincidence. It was just the time for my body to let go of that. But I got this internship with the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County. So at this point, I'm a, and that's up in Bellingham. I went to school in Bellingham. It's two hours north. Anyone can ever go to Bellingham, highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Beautiful downtown, great people. There's state parks everywhere. It's like on the ocean. It's amazing. But then I this internship because I'm a marketer and I started being able to do writing. They didn't even offer an intern. Didn't even offer one. Mm. I said, Hey, like I can do let me do something. You know, I can write, do and I had like I'm director to give me this internship. I didn't even know if I was gonna get credit. But mm. it was like this is what I just needed to do it. I'm just like, this feels so right. So it's another part of my philosophy of life is trusting your gut. Like when there feels like something you got to do, you got to do it. You got to trust. Mm-hmm. It felt right. <laughs> yeah. Just, it just felt right. It felt like the thing to do. That's what I, and that's what I did. And then it snapped me out. I had a, I had a purpose all of a sudden. And it's like, wow, now I'm creating for this organization that's doing great things. That's helping connect people to ways that they can volunteer and help their community. Like, that's amazing. So I felt it's like all of a sudden my depression was gone. So that's why I really encourage everyone to have a mission and a vision. Because it ties, it, it's, it gives you that long-term purpose. Like when you blow, you have a high, there's always something there that like your whole life is about. And it's, it's, there, to, it's there to help you move. Yeah, you can also your mission and your mission could be I don't know your mission is to connect like you can look in many ways you know maybe if you're somewhere else it's to sit in in a cave for a month or something and meditate your mission can come out in many many different ways the most important thing it's all based on your environment where you are just you have to trust your gut so Okay, so here's how I, here's how I, oh. <laughs> I guess here's how I all got to where I am. As far as business goes, we can wrap up the story and keep talking about other stuff. <laughs> I was wrapping up the story. Why this is a story about hero business is this, okay? So I became a marketer at the volunteer. 
at the volunteer center, my best friends, they were involved in video production. So then I had this idea, hey, let's combine with volunteer center. Awesome. What's one of the best ways to spread a message? It's through video. So yeah, I'll, let's go with my friends. Let's make videos. And we made testimonial style videos because we had to, the goal was to bring more people volunteer. So we were going to interview and they were going to talk about their experience volunteering. And then we were going to have all this beautiful B-roll. We're going to go to events, make these videos. They're going to be the reason why people want to go to the volunteer center. Great. I'm still friends with these guys. We're from music festivals. We, like, filmed a wedding. We did all this fun stuff. And then I get into college. We're, we have this business on the side. It's back there. This is, like, our passion. Us three guys. We have this business. And it started... You know, seven this business to be a video production company. So it's always there in the background. As soon as I graduate college, we're still there, but I'm going to make some money. So I got this sales job. And the sales job, it was I'd be in a grocery store, and about 10 times a day I'd get on the phone to the grocery store and say, Attention, all adult shoppers, we have a free gift for you at the end of aisle 10, or in between aisles 10 and 11, next to the yogurt. Um, you have to come like right now. And so I'd be in the back and I had this booth set up and it was like on two of these pallets and there's like a table and then a black tablecloth. And then they're in the front that has the product. Like one product I was selling is like this, the mirror whisk. So this is what I do. I have a little bowl and I'd pour half and half into the bowl. And during my two minute presentation, I have the whip whisk and I'm like whipping it and people are like what the, what's this guy doing you know, why is he doing this but I'm like whipping this thing and I'm talking about all the features and benefits of a product so through this job I learned how to tell a story I learned how to how to present something to give the background how to talk about the features of this thing and then how to close so that's what you know sales is giving a presentation it's talking and it's giving the benefits and it's telling a story about it and then it's closing buy this thing and get this thing and you do it in such a way I'm there I'm like you know taking my time I'm pretending here I say I, I give my offer and give the offer for the product and say it's 29 29.99 or say 30 bucks wait you know that I have these other smaller ones that that need to get rid of so I guess I can for free you know but i've got like a whole stockpile of them mm -hmm. so it's like through this job i learned how to sell not not like for evil you know it's not like for evil but it's like nobody needed these products and you're, you're like using sales techniques to make people want to act now mm -hmm. for better or worse however you can look at that that's just that's what you do that's what that's what kind of sales is on that kind of side you know from that story i'm sure you can imagine kind of what that's like but mm -hmm. that, okay that taught me how to communicate that taught me how to give a presentation that taught me how to use inflection in my voice taught me how to speak fast speak slow taught me how to do all of these things like that and then uh, and then another job opportunity well basically this guy he's in this business he said He's talking about multi-level marketing. And that sounded really good. So I quit this job so that I could do, do multi-level marketing with this guy. And 
you know, there's like a mentor that's in Australia and they're like teaching you how to do stuff. And then you like build a website. Basically it was marketers who didn't know how to market selling marketing services to people who don't have a business. Like that's what this multi-level marketing is. It's okay. like there, there's a ton of these people, a lot of, a lot, or at least in this, in this one, it's, it's these people who know about business and selling who are convincing other people that they can be business coaches and marketing coaches, even though they've never ran a business or know really anything about marketing, you just fall. And then really nobody's helping anybody because then your job is to recruit others that you're teaching. So that's kind of how that works sometimes with multi-level marketing. But it sounded really appealing at the time, like getting to know this stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. and work out. But, you know, blessing in disguise, of course. Um, start working with a recruiter to find a job. So it's hard finding a job, right? We all know that. It's hard finding a job. What I learned about finding a job, though, is you just got to do it every single day. You know, there's no messing around. Every single day, you apply to a job. You apply to two jobs. You do it every day, just like your mission, just like anything else. You're going to apply to a job. Don't, don't lose faith, okay? You just do it every day, and in about a month, maybe two months, you're going to get a job, okay? It's that simple. That's how sales is. That's how life is. You just do stuff every day. So I got to give me this tip. Tell me about this company, Nighthawk Sweepers. Nighthawk Sweepers. A street sweeping manufacturer. They make street sweepers that sweep parking garages. So not like, you know, out on construction sites, those massive ones. And not like those tiny sweepers that are in, like, in the car or something. It's like mid-sized parking lot sweepers. And there's a job for like a mid-sized sweepers. Yeah. And the in the job as a marketing slash video person. I'm a marketing got a marketing degree. That works. What they really kind of needed was a videographer. At that point, I really never shot video. My friends did it, so I was around. I never shot video. But hey, can you can you edit these videos and content and be a marketer you can do that you can totally do that yeah. and uh but kind of i don't know if caveat's the word but at first i'm like do i really want to be, work with a street sweeping company like that sounds really lame like the guys are nice it's enough but it doesn't like this isn't a glamorous office we're basically in a construction office hmm. and street sweepers like do i want to do this now i asked me should I, I do this? And I got an immediate yes. And there's a technique I've been using for a while now, for a few years, what I do. I'm ever indecisive about something. Should I get this job, like being a Nighthawk? Should I go to that party? Or am I okay now? Is, is maybe I just, I did something and so I had a conversation I'm not sure about. And I said, am I okay right now? Am I good? And I get, if I get an immediate yes, then yes. I get if it was because of that job, I got the yes from Nighthawk. So I said it said yes, and I said really, like are you sure? It's a yes, and it's not like it's like it's a yes, and so I said yes, and I took that job. Now if I didn't get a yes, is the absence of a no? It's or the absence of a yes? Is is there a maybe? Is it just true yes is yes? Anything else is no. There's a true yes, and then there's take more time. You can mm. take more time. There's there's, there's no answer, 
then it's we can take more time to think about this. Mm-hmm. But if I were to ask myself, like, am I okay right? The thing is, every time I ask that question, it's always been yes. Because deep down, I know I'm okay. But if it's something like situational, if it was like for a job, it was for, um, for like doing something maybe physical, maybe something that's not emotional, then a lot of times it is just like a no answer. So I just kind of take more time to think, to think about it and just like let it go. You know, I let it go in the moment. And then I ask myself again later. Mostly lately, the purpose has been to reassure me that I'm okay. And it's like, when I ask and I get a yes, it's like just reminding myself that everything you've done, and, and it's because I've experienced asking myself this too, everything, every yes I've ever taken has always led to the right thing. So it's allowing you to kind of draw on your own past experiences for reassurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't strong. Well, it was a strong. This story from when I was roaming around India and I was roaming around, not just roaming, I was looking, I needed to get a work visa so that I could work in India and so I could travel north to Nepal and then go to Southeast Asia and Australia and so I could go travel the world. That was the mission. But I had this like experience where I like bought this list on the beach one time from this lady and it was like, I was looking for something. But, um, so I got bought this necklace from her and you're like not allowed to sell stuff on the beach. So like, you know, so it almost felt like this sacred ritualistic kind of like, I'm going to buy, get something that's like meaningful to me. And I ended up having this, like, I was studying the Bhagavad Gita, um, which is a Hindu uh, religious, a religious text book, I guess. And it's like, I started having this conversation with this necklace asking like, Rama, is that you? Rama is like the playful, the playful god, the adventurer, the the flute player, the been charismatic one, and like because that's what I identified with. Like, is that you? Like, it's, it's like yes. And I started asking not yes or no questions. I've been like, so like, what's the thing in my life? Like, what am I doing here? And it's like, and I guess I can only ask yes or no questions, right? It's like yeah. And so like, like, I wasn't like going insane or anything. It was just like, I decided that I wanted to do this and then it felt really powerful and real. So I started asking myself, you know, these days I don't think so much about Rama and I don't even have a necklace. The idea of asking my gut and trusting myself has stuck with me. Mm. I've literally never been steered wrong. Yeah, kind of like you made, you, you had what sounded like a almost a spiritual experience and then went inward with it almost to find your the guru inside of yourself just taking your yeah, taking wow. your own advice yeah yeah it's a great way to put it and um so i guess wrapping up uh, my story um but also you know so i say like everything i've gotten to and been to has been perfect and i've never been steered wrong it has it doesn't really have to do with the situations i've been in or the places that i've gone but it has everything to do with my attitude and the way that I think about the things that I get, because I know that everything that I get that comes to me is for me in the best way. Even if it's something difficult, even if it's not what I expected, everything that comes to me is absolutely necessary and for me. There's a reality that the universe is here to help us, not just help us, but we are that. It's like, 
it's like you would help yourself, right? Like if you were God, you would want to help yourself, right? Like you would want to give yourself the best life possible, right? You would want to give yourself everything you've ever needed, right? And not just not what you've wanted, but everything you've ever needed. You would want to be, be a mentor and a guide for yourself, right? I mean, that's what life is. That's really what's going on here. And it's really just a matter of deciding and in deciding and knowing that what you have and what you get is working for you and the universe is conspiring for your own good because that's what you would want for yourself. That's how it goes for everyone. Any single person you talk to, what would you want for yourself? That's the golden rule. How would you want to be treated? You wouldn't want to, you just want to think of yourself. You just want to leave yourself alone. Just like leave yourself as not, not being judged and like trying to box you, but just like as a brother. You'd want to think of that person as a brother, as a sister, where you can just let them be and just love them for who they are right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that so after Nighthawk, you know, I had this amazing experience. I edited video every day for eight months. They gave me the freedom to learn After Effects. After Effects is a is an effects program that you use with video. You can you can make animations. You can do like anything on After Effects. And I started using After Effects to create titles and uh, and to create like all sorts of graphics for these videos that I made. And then what happens? And then what happens is I'm walking through the park one day with one of my good friends, walking through uh, through Discovery Park. God, if you guys haven't been to Discovery Park here in Seattle, you just go there. So good. And this guy's teaching a capoeira class. His name's Rafe Kelly. And he just comes up and he hands me a business card, you know, because he's like teaching a class. He's like, hey, maybe you're interested in a class if you want. Here's a card. And so I look at this card. I start looking him up. I'm like, whoa, this guy's cool. He's like, basically what we do is we teach people um, how to reconnect to nature through parkour, roughhousing, um, like going in the water, tree climbing, and like all around like natural movement embodiment and we take people on seven day long seminars out into the best spots in washington western washington to like do parkour and and um just be in nature and and like jump cliffs and climb trees and do all this stuff so i so something i learned from another mentor is if you want to get business from somebody if you want to get in with a company, if you want to get in with, you want to make videos or write or do something for someone who's out there, what you have to do is you have to offer value. And what, and if you're, if you're kind of in this entrepreneurial kind of place where you're trying to get yourself out there, where there's so much competition, where you're not, maybe applying for a traditional job where you go through an interview process and you get hired, but maybe you have a job already and you're looking to expand yourself into doing something more entrepreneurial, like to do something where you're trying to make your own passions come out, like trying to work for your passion. What you need to do is start doing free work. You need to start providing value for people for free. And that, and what that looks like, it looks like two things. It looks like just creating content, so whatever you're doing, if you're an artist, if you're a videographer, if you're a writer, if you're a coder, game developer, you start creating content and just putting it out there and just showing people what you can do because that's your portfolio. So in all this time that you have a job and that you're working for someone else, working money, every single other hour 
and minute needs to be dedicated to creating content and creating connections. So you create content, that's your portfolio. That's what you can go to show someone that that's, this is what you can do. And besides that, you're doing it because you want to make yourself better. You want to make your, you want to enhance your skills. Like you got to make yourself better every single day. You're not going to live a life that you love doing the work you love if you don't work every single day at it. That's some strong words. What if I think that I'm enough? Is that wrong? Is that wrong to accept where I'm at? Do I always have to be in pursuit of betterment? Um, well, you're all, yes, you're always enough. Yeah, you're always, you should always be proud of who you are and where you are. Absolutely. But for me, getting better, it's not because I'm not good enough. Mm. It's because I have to. Because I'm not happy if I don't create content every day. If I don't put out a post every day, I'm not happy because it means that I'm not giving myself to the world. I'm not giving people my value. And the reason why I'm here is to give others value. I'm trying to help others live better lives. I'm trying to help organizations, help more people. So getting better is not because... And um, doing is a way of giving for you. And it's like a cycle. It feeds you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that question. Yeah. And so what are some of those other, other ways that you you like to, to do for yourself? What are some of those pursuits that, um, that you find mastery in? Mm. Great what, do you, what, do you chase? what do you chase? What brings you joy? Mm. Right, yeah, I'm glad you asked this because it, um, it comes as part of having your mission and your vision, your overarching maybe goals or, or way of being in your discipline. And so for me, this idea of, of spreading good ideas has to do with being a communicator, having to be an amazing communicator. Mm. And it's how can I connect with people? Because that's what the messages I want to communicate is through people. So on that quick side note, um, you know, I think the reason that everyone is that we have a lot of, we have a lot of pain and struggle, we have war and um, racism and sexism and just general um, fear of others and conflict is because we don't understand one another, especially when it comes to people of different cultures. It could be people in our own country of different culture we don't understand or people that are you know, completely of a different culture that are maybe indigenous tribes. You know, we, don't, we maybe downplay them. We downplay their their capabilities as people or maybe their connection to like to like knowing because you know an indigenous tribe knows nothing about our technology but they but that doesn't mean anything like life is just time and experience but they so they know a lot about other things so but we don't understand them you know so maybe we're afraid of them or we down we don't understand so if we can understand one another more we're going to have less of that fear and we're going to be able to connect with each other more. And so by creating videos and communicating and doing this, all this stuff, I'm going to be able to show people who we are, show people that we're all the same, that we're all very similar, much more than we thought. And by showing that we're similar, we get to know each other. So we're sharing our stories right now, me and you. We're getting to know each other. And that means that we're able to connect and love each other more because of that. So those stories connect. Yeah. So my vision, those, those yeah. first judgments. 
Yeah, beyond, yeah. beyond that. Yeah, the more we learn about different people, the less those first judgments affect us because we realize that we're all different, yeah. which makes us the same. So, like, as far as stuff that I'm doing, like, stuff that I do, like, so I'm here to connect, right? And one thing that I do is I dance. Like, I love dance. Like, I love movement. And it started just because it feels good. Like, I love movement because it just feels so good. Mm. But it's the reason I especially love it, and I especially love dance, and especially why I practice it every single day, is because the entire world dances. Everyone dances everywhere. So if I'm a person that can go somewhere and be a great dancer and connect and really show my authentic self through how well I can dance and dance with other people, it's just instant connection. Instantly, mm. these people are going to be interested in me and they're going to want to know what I'm about. And it's, an, it's a doorway to who I am as a person. So I also play harmonica and music. What another great way. If I can go somewhere and start playing my harmonica, if I can jam with other people playing like maybe totally different instruments, or I can just show that side of my, this universal language of music. So, But that's a part of my vision. That's a part of my mission. So every day I read, I move, and I work. You know, and part of that work, thankfully, thank God, part of that work is even in college and now is like I get to go hang out with people and I go to parties and I go dance at places and I go like have a ton of fun because I'm here trying to connect. And so like I found a way to make every single thing that I do a part of my larger mission and vision, which is to bring more peace to the world through communication and through storytelling. Yeah, to share those, to share those good ideas and bring people closer. Yeah. So, so how has that mission changed for you uh, in this time of, uh, you know, quarantine, isolation, pandemic? What's changed for you in the past two months, one month? Yeah. Um, virtually nothing. Mm. Virtually nothing has changed. Except for, so I work, I work 30 hours a week at Safeway at a store right by my house. It's a grocery store. So part of that is like, you know, that's a vulnerable place, right? Like there's, I guess things are different because we all wear masks and we're all wearing gloves. Mm. And, um, but what's been different is that what's easier for us now is asking each other how we're doing is like reaching out to someone and saying like, how are you doing? through all, all this like how is your like, how are things going for you right now and it's not like it's not a super dramatic change but now instead of hey how you doing before COVID hey how you doing doing good like great how are you doing hey, doing great you know, like yeah you know another day doing good um now it's more like they're you know they'll ask like so how are you doing through this like you know so I'm, so I'm working here. I'm doing this. I'm a checker. So, you know, that's why I'm talking to all these people. I talk to like 150 people a day. Like, how are you doing through this? Like, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, doing good. You know, um, things fine. Like, you know, how are, how are you doing through this? And they're like, you know, how are you, how are you doing through this? How are you doing through this? It's more of like just the, the underlaying, like, how are, like, in its, its actual concern, because we're all connected to this thing. So it's like, how are you doing? So it's really beautiful because everyone can more easily actually like ask how we're doing and connect with each other. So I'm making it more of a point 
to ask in that way. You know, that's like that's understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that common bond. I feel I feel like um, this has been a gift to me because everything has slowed down a little bit. There is more concern. There is more connection. The little things yeah. like seeing someone outside. There's more of a like, hey, we're both alive. Everything's awesome. You're great. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah. What you know? Yeah, but everything else is the same, you know, because my discipline is the same. So I'm also I'm working an internship at a nonprofit called the Adventure Project, and I just started working with them about about a month ago, and they're an amazing. So you know, through the rest of my my story, I'm at this place now where I'm able to combine everything I've ever learned and that I've practiced. It's mm-hmm. It's communication, interpersonal communication. It's writing, it's copywriting, sales, it's marketing, it's marketing systems, it's content creation, video production, um, again with copywriting, web development, built four or five websites at this point, just like starting up other businesses, redoing websites, and it's writing web copy development. All of these things have come into working with this nonprofit. Hmm. Linking up, yeah. Work oh, forward. I can't hear you. Work. Oh, there you go. oh, yes. Hello. Okay. Now we're good. Yeah. It, it sounds like the perfect sum total of everything that you've accrued at this point, manifesting in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Let me back up real quick, though. Let me just finish the the work story because it kind of it culminates I got to the culmination here now let's just like go back to these couple things <laughs> be quick because like it has to do with the hero of the business the hero business yeah, thing we, we, well, the whole point hero, of this the hero, the, hero. <laughs> the hero thing hero like business like living the business life maybe that you want it's all coming it all came down to what I just said basically and it's still continuing though what's going to happen in a few months from now but so I had the job with Evolve Move Play. That was the name of the company where we take people on nature retreats. And then for a year and a half, every day, I did video production and marketing. So you know, and and I kind of at that point, I I made it. There was there was the first time that I made it, because after I I gave that free value, I just for a month I worked on this guy. I worked on creating a video for him. I just said, hey, I'll just work for you for free. Like let's make a video. Let's make an awesome video. And he's like, yeah, sounds great. So I made this awesome video. You know, we're working together a few times a week. He's getting to know me. I'm getting to know him. And then one day, you know, then he asked me, like, like what, like, how much are you making? Like one weekend, he asked, like, how much do you like do you make at your job? Like, um, I don't know. There's a really good way it came together. But basically, a weekend, he said. You know, RC, I'd like to, I want to match what you make your salary at your job. And, you know, would you want to come work for me full time? I was like, hallelujah. Yes. Yes, I do. Because what that meant, it meant total work freedom. Now at Nighthawk, it was great because I was, I was doing video and I'm doing marketing. But I'm in an office. I'm in an office nine to five. And the very first day is when I actually realized what that meant. It's like the first day. So I got there, you know, I worked for them for about eight months, but that first day 
it was, okay, you know, here's a bunch of stuff you can use to learn about the company. Here's some documents you can read. And it got to like one o'clock and I'm thinking, wow, I have to still be here until five. And I like, I've done everything. And at my sales job before that, you know, that was like fun. It's like, that's like being an entrepreneur, basically. Like you're just working these, these shows and we have meetings. We're doing like getting pumped up. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a bit movie. Down it's like a movie a job like that. Yeah. But at Nighthawk, it's like now I'm in an office and I'm like, I'm trapped here. And these mm-hmm. ideas aren't my own. You know, I'm still kind of catering to what they're doing. I'm making content. That's really like what they want. And I'm doing it. Now involved with play. It's like I made it. My time is free. My time is free. I'm working with one other guy. I can work from home. You know, we have meetings together, but I do work whenever I want. I can edit this video now. I can edit this video then. There's no one looking over my shoulder. We're doing great stuff. Like, there's only two of us. So I'm all this stuff I've learned about marketing. We're implementing these strategies. We're coming up with new stuff. And it was like, I, you know, after I talked to him and he offered me the job, I'm like, I made it. I can't, I can't believe it. How did I make it too? Like this, like so soon? Like I did it? Wow. And then on the side, I still have my other company. You know, we were working, but they were working other jobs. My own production company. It's called Endless Film Production. And we were still doing stuff. We were making weddings, maybe once, doing weddings once in a while and doing a music festival once a year. This great festival called Summer Meltdown we did. Um, but I was working with Wraith, with Evolve Move Play. But we were still building our business on the side. And um, at that about year and a half mark, with um, I was in San Francisco with Evolve Move Play, with his name Wraith, Wraith Kelly. And we went out for dinner. We were teaching a seminar, and we went out for dinner. And got back to my car, and the back window was shattered. And that, my backpack, my camera backpack with like with my camera, laptop, two other bags with laptops, and like like all this other gear was stolen. It's like, oh shit, this sucks. Mm-hmm. My gear got stolen. And um, but I knew everything was gonna be okay. I had this feeling everything was gonna be okay. And also, I follow so when i see the number four number four is like a sign it's a sign for me mm. so i look on the building next to me and the building address is like one four 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 and look at the parking meter and it's like four four one two four 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 and there's a license plate and it's got like a few fours on it and so i had this crazy confirmation that like through this shit you know something good is going to come out of this and everything's going to be okay mm. and that was yeah. about the time you know that was about the time that I started my own my, me and my partners, we decided to go full-time in our production company. Like it just so had happened that we signed like a couple deals and then we were able to start on our own and me and Rafe, we were kind of already kind of growing apart. Kind of, we had talked about stopping working together at that point. And um, so I didn't know why that felt so okay to lose this gear and then like shit, that stuff just wasn't good. But I ended up being kind of the catalyst for being in my own production company. Mm-hmm. Was good, and then the, and then the last transition. So then, like I made it again. You know, I'm in my own production company. Like we have clients. Like we're making money, and um, and but you know we we never made a lot of money. Like I was living um, with my brother in an apartment, and my parents were helping me with rent. Like. A lot of it and mm-hmm. after like about um, a year I came and moved in with them so then you know they're paying for my food and rent and really we were just able to pay for these two other guys basically all the money went to them for their salaries and which was fine you know I had 
I was lucky enough to have a family that could support me and um, was able to still work every day and do it. You know, it was amazing, like huge blessing. And, but we we're doing great, you know, like we're living the dream. We're like living, working our own company. We're like going out to video shoots and we're learning stuff. And all the while, you know, I'm learning how to make deals, you know, talk to clients, do all the communication. Um, I'm doing sales a lot. You know, I'm also the interviewer, so I'm asking all the questions. That's my favorite thing. You know, I got all these interview skills, creating these videos, and I'm shooting video. You know, I can do everything. Shooting mm -hmm. video. But, um, you know, we were never, but we hadn't been super successful. You know, we're not like making, we were, I mean, in the first year we went from, from zero dollars to, to 80 grand, which well, that's great. You know, for like one year it's 80 grand, but it's still, it's not enough to pay yeah. for three people's people. you know. Yeah. And so we kind of got to it um, doing, you know, still kind of struggling. Me, I'm, you know, I'm the leader in the company. Like I'm the one, I have the vision. You know, I'm like, I have the vision. I'm, I know like kind of where we're going. And I've always, and since I'm doing the sales and the outreach, I'm kind of always the guy who's like talking and you know, getting the clients. I'm like, it's kind of my main thing. And I knew that we would find the break, we'd get more money, we'd do it. Um, one day my partners, you know, we called a meeting and said that they wanted to end the company. They wanted to quit. Mm. And it was like huge shock. I'm like, really? You guys like want to end the company? Like you don't want to do it anymore? Like, why? Well, we want to do our own thing. Like, what? You want to do your own thing? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Well, we think we want to, we don't have our own company. Oh, okay. Well, are you going to get clients? Like, what are you going to do? Like, well, we'll just, you know, find more clients. We're having a company. Like, we've, We've like thought of a name. We like thought of like a name for it already, and uh, you, know, you can like have all of our clients. Like, don't worry, like, you can have the clients. And I thought at first, like, okay, it's my company, I'll take it. But basically, it ended up, um, you know, they wanted they basically started working the company, the same company with the same clients, only under a new name without me. So essentially, I got kicked out of my own company. And it was like, oh shit, you know, it kind of sucks, but I still knew, it also felt freeing. Mm. It was like, I think this is going to be for the best. It's going to be for the best for me. Capstone number four is on your way out? For more than single. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get any four. <laughs> but... But what happened was that then I'm like, okay, what's a common thread I've always done? Writing. Okay, I'm going to be a copywriter. Uh, so first, I don't want to go too long here, but okay, here's like here's the real wrap up for the for the story that is still will still culminating into this thing. This is like we're at like 95 percent now. It's all blowing up into this ending here. So I'm sitting on the couch. I'm thinking, okay, don't have a company anymore. This is awesome. I'm still at home. I still get to live. I still get to eat. Okay, I don't have to like rush into anything necessarily. What am I going to do? Well, I want to travel the world. That's what I've always wanted to do. How do I how do I do that? I want to travel. Okay. Um, well, it looks like I can buy an around the world ticket, and if I can have enough money, if I save up ten grand, I can buy an around the world ticket, and I can travel around the world. So, okay. Now, how am I going to get to ten grand? Well. Okay, I need to find a job. Now, I didn't want to find a job where I'd be tied down to necessarily. Like, I didn't want to work for a company and then be like, all right, guys, I made, I saved that 10 grand, like, peace, and, like, do that. Because that's, that's kind of what I did at, at Nighthawk when I accepted the job for the other guys. I was kind of like, well, 
a better opportunity for me came up and I, I have to take it. And um, so it kind of, you know, hurt them. But in hindsight, they probably should have been happier for me that I was doing like really what I wanted to do and that I needed to do. But it was, it was hard. But I, so I told myself I didn't want to do that again for a company. I'm not going to like get like a good salary or work for a company where I'm like doing marketing. I'm getting super involved in their mission and then I'm just going to like peace out. I thought, well, you know, I worked in a grocery store in college. What if I work at a grocery store? You know, like how long would I be willing to do that? Okay, how much money can I make? Okay, I can make minimum wage. If I do that for a year, how much is that? And it was like almost enough. I'm like, okay, do I really want to work in a grocery store for a year? I think so. Yes. Okay, so then I looked and then I, and I thought, yeah, I can do this. And then you know what? And then I'll also in my spare time, I'll start up a copywriting business so that I can make like extra money. Like I won't think about it too much, but it, I can start developing a business where I can write for others. Maybe I can write blogs. Maybe I can write web copy. Maybe I can write emails. I'll just like write and start my own business on the side. And so I'm about to apply for Safeway. Still a little unsure. And um, I'm gonna apply, and my mom she says, "Hey, hey, RC, do you know the do you know the address to uh, to the Safeway you're gonna apply for?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I mean, I can just look it up on Google, Mom. I don't need the address. Like, it's fine." And then so I'm just like, you know, whatever. And then she brings over the receipt and sets the receipt on my right next to me. I'm looking at the receipt and the store number is store number 1444. Like, oh, shit. Store number 1444. And then I'm like, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon's my brother. And I've told him about the fours. And he's like, Brandon, store 1444. He's like, whoa. And it's 248 right now. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I knew that was the right thing. That working in this store, mm -hmm. saving this money to go travel, do this plan, that was the right thing. That's exactly what I was going to do. Then, uh, and then I started doing that. And of course, this was me thinking, I don't have to pay for anything. So I have about 10 grand in credit card debt. I got to pay down my debt first. And then if I save every single cent, if I don't spend a single cent, maybe I'll have enough. Now, me and my three brothers, my two other brothers, were living in this house with our family. And we're not, we're not paying rent. We're not paying anything. And then dad's like, you know, guys, you know, you're being here, we're spending a lot of money and we're not going forward. We're going backwards. We're ending, we're owing more money into credit cards and debt. So it's time for you guys to start paying your way, you know, start contributing to the family. Now you don't have to pay like as much as you would pay for rent, you know, out somewhere. You start paying. So I'm paying them, you know, a modest sum, just, you know, like 600 bucks a month. Easy. So, but doing that killed my plans for a year. It's like now all of a sudden it would take two years. And two years is too long. So there. So again, my plan was foiled, right? My plan for world travel travel was foiled. First mm -hmm. big time was with my production company. My production company, that was my that was my ticket to traveling the world. Everything I'd worked for for eight years was all wrapped up in that. Got stripped away from me. So that was failure number one for traveling and pursuing my vision. Mm -hmm. uh, this Failure is obviously not a very lesser failure, but it was just another idea that came. Boom, didn't work. Okay, now what am I going to do? I still have faith. I can still do this. Now I got to bust my ass in this copywriting business. Okay, how am I going to make money? I got to make money from this business. It's not a side project anymore. It's now like a full time side project. I work 30 hours a week 
I can work 30 hours a week on this copywriting business. So boom, four months. And then I think, how am I going to do this? Who am I going to serve? Who am I going to serve? I'm going to serve nonprofits because their business is to spread good ideas. There must be so many nonprofits out there that need writers. You know, there's a busy executive director. They don't have time to write these emails, to write blog copy, to write this stuff. They could hire someone who's outside, and that could be me. So that's what I did. I researched, started going all into nonprofits, researching how to write, you know, how to fund, write fundraising copy. I built a website for myself. I wrote blog posts so that I could about like how to create the perfect welcome email series, how to how to um, uh, and positively influence donors to donate. It was like a psychological kind of piece, and I wrote these other emails. And then, but when I started pitching, something happened, and I started to realize that if I was going to have five different organizations paying me five hundred dollars a month, so I can make twenty five hundred dollars a month. So that would be enough to go travel, to travel the world, especially if I was going to live in third world countries. If I was going to do that, I would have to be committed to each of these five companies. And I have to split my time between each of them. Now, maybe it could be smaller. Maybe it could be three, maybe even two. Sure. But I'd have to get really passionate and backed up into these, these, each of these organizations. Because when you're a copywriter, your first job, when you're a marketer, your first job is to find out every single thing you can about that organization. You have to find out everything. You have to read everything. You have to research everything. Otherwise, you can't have the right tone of voice when you're writing. So writing someone is all about finding their tone and writing in a way that appeals to their audience. So I couldn't, so then I thought, man, this sucks. Like I just sort of worked for five months and now I'm starting, I'm, I'm about ready to pitch and I just pitched a couple people, but it, it doesn't feel good because I don't care about these organizations. So like, what am I going to do? Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to? And at first I thought, yeah, like I don't mind writing for companies I don't really care about. Like I'll just write and then I'll make the money and I'll travel and I'll be able to travel and make connections and make videos. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. You know, I can't work for people I don't really care about their mission. So mission foiled, you know, plan foiled again. I worked for, for five months on this, on building the site, creating content and being this copywriter. And it's like, now it's not going to work. So now what? Well, what if I just work for one organization? Okay, what if I step back? What if I put my world travels maybe on hold for a little longer again? What if I just work for one organization and I start to fulfill my mission of starting my own nonprofit? So now this is my mission of just having my own, where I'm in control of all the content, I control the content. I have the vision. I have the mission, and I can do it exactly the way I want. So how do I do that? That was why I did the copywriting with working with multiple organizations too, so I could learn. Now, how do I really learn? What if I worked right with an executive director? What if I worked with the program directors and like I got really close into one organization and I learned how to do it and I wrote all this amazing content? So that's how. We're there. And yeah, and. The little thing, I first, I went back to video. I said, I'm going to be a video guy. I'll be a video producer. All nonprofits need video producers. I'll advertise myself as a video producer. Applied for a few places. Didn't work out. Then applied for an internship on the Adventure Projects website. And it was for marketing. In communication, it wasn't for video. And then ended up calling me for an interview because of these, because of these, because of the welcome email series article that I wrote to try to advertise myself as a copywriter, they liked 
and hired me because of that. Mm. So now I'm here in this organization. Everything is together. Everything that I've worked for and practiced and that I want to do learning, it's all right here. And in the future, this is an internship. So either I get hired by them or I get hired by somewhere else that's going to give me this opportunity. Either way, it's like these guys are, have you heard of, I don't know if you've heard. Anyway, these, these people have a lot of connections, you know, like, these are like they're, a, they're a big deal. They know a lot of big deal people. So it's like, this is it again. Like I made it, you know, I'm guaranteed I'm doing the work that I love. And in a couple months, I'm guaranteed to have a job where I'm now full time as a marketing communications worker at some amazing nonprofit. And then there's the next part of my journey. Now, I have the video skills. Will it? Will the adventure project? They need video. Will they hire me? And will they utilize me for my other fifty percent, which is video production? Because they need it and they want it, but it's not the focus right now. Will they do that, or will I work for some? So where? How will I? These people, you know, they travel. They travel the world. They're based in seven different countries in Africa, and they go there multiple times a year. Is that going to be how I travel through them? Is it going to be somewhere else? That's the question. That's, that's the question. Oh, yeah. So there's the story, Tyler. That's it. Like, that's yeah, kind of there the it is. Story. <laughs> In a long roundabout way. <laughs> it's like, just trust your gut, you know? Like, even you just got to, you, you just got to trust yourself and you got to work every single day. You, it's, you can't just trust. It's like daily action. Like, I haven't gone to, and it's not that I haven't wanted to have friends and like go to parties and go out and stuff like that but it's one i haven't it's because i'm i just want so bad to do these things and i really a lot of this time i haven't had any money because the jobs i've been working haven't given me any money hmm. and a lot of i've had you know help from my parents and with like like with like rent and and other expenses like extremely grateful for not everyone gets to have that but i used it to the fullest too it's not like yeah, I feel lucky, but I'm not lucky. I didn't, I'm nothing's been easy for me. It's because I've taken every single day to work as hard as I can to get what I want. And it's not that I don't love friends. I love partying. It's just, and I do, and I can't wait to do more of that. But that's what it takes, you know, it's just faith. And it's not like it was that hard because I was doing what I love too. When you do something you love, you know, you'll feel fine about it. So just go out there whoever is watching this right now, you know, it's all about daily action. Just take, just do a little bit, a little bit every day. That's all it takes. And then that little bit, it goes into a lot. Daily action, climbing that mountain on that hero's journey. Well, that, yeah. That's something special. Thank you so much, RC, for telling me your story. It was an honor to honor to witness. And uh, so, what's uh, what's next? Where can people find you? Do you want to be found? <laughs> yeah, definitely. My Instagram. I think I love Instagram the most mm -hmm. right now. I found that that's like where I can post this kind of stuff. I'm talking about the business hero or just 
know, being the hero, I love to just write my, write um, just kind of thinkings about the world. And I love talking, like talking like this on Instagram story. And um, I'm trying to figure out really what to do with it all. Um, mm -hmm. Right. You know, for the past couple of years, it's just been posting, like just posting like what I, what I feel like posting, you know, but what I want to start doing more is communicating with my audience and building an audience in a way that's like, Hey, what, resonates with you guys like what do you want to see how can I provide you value mm -hmm. and then build a relationship like that as opposed to me just like talking at people so it's really hard for me though it's really hard it's been really hard for me to to do that and like try to think in that way of maybe being a, a coach or mentor or someone who's like presenting himself like that but that's what I'm working towards so on uh, Instagram I'm at rebel signals rebel signals and that's kind of my my media thing that's like my i don't know what that's going to be but it's kind of my overarching brand overarching brand yeah, yeah. is rebel signals yeah so that's it that's well it was a real pleasure and uh you're going places kid thanks for <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for intersecting your life with my life. And uh, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, let's talk again for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that seems like a good wrapping up point. Thank you for being on the Lumberjohn podcast, RC. Ooh. Thank you, Tal. I appreciate it. See you again soon. All right. It's not easy condensing a life's pursuit into an hour, but I'm grateful that he did. RC reminds me of myself at my most connected, and he gave me a huge gift of his time. And those compliments! Ah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any questions or comments, send them on over to lumbertronic at gmail.com. Until next time, keep sharing your story.